smart socks to help prevent falls. That's our textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from a company called Polarum is Chris Baker, co-founder and VP of business development. Hi, Chris. Hi, Fred. Thanks for having me. And also Tammy Moore, nursing administrator and principal investigator of a study at Ohio State's Neurological Institute. Hi, Tammy. Hello, Fred. Well, let's begin with a little background, first of all, about this company uh, and, the, and the product that you've developed, Chris. Sure. Um, I guess the, this company was founded really by my uh, brother, who actually was a former CNO at a hospital in, in Ohio. Um, basically, he was always fighting the challenge of how to lower falls for his patients. Um, he basically started thinking through that there must be a new way to attack the problem. Um, my background has been in mostly technology and you know, consumer electronics. And so when we started musing through different ideas, it just seemed that with IoT technologies and wearable technologies that were coming to the forefront, there must be a way to kind of put that together um, and find something that would work uh, better for both the patients and for the nursing staff. And in short, we just literally looked at the basically the process when a patient does come to the hospital and as tammy can attest to every single patient that gets admitted to a hospital gets a pair of socks so our thought was why not take advantage of that opportunity and give them a pair of socks that can do even more so what can these do a quick description a quick description uh in short the socks uh at the very bottom, have some fabric sensors on the very bottom of the sole of the foot. And what we can do along with an IMU or an individual measuring unit, we can now measure the activity of a patient's foot. And then using various algorithms, as the patient moves, we can then actually tell the sock or the socket actually tell the system that a patient stands about to take place. And when the foot actually touches the ground and adds pressure, an alert is set. And what that does is it allows us to provide a very accurate alert to the nursing staff, which we believe is significant because as we all know, nursing is, my wife's a nurse, right? They are overworked and have a lot on their plate. So the more that we can alert them more accurately, the more likely they are to be able to go in and help those patients more quickly. Before we talk about the, the study, uh... Tammy, give us a sense of how serious a problem this is, of the falls in the hospitals. Yeah, Fred, you know, one of the areas that convinced me that I would work through this study was because we were continuing to have patients fall at the hospital no matter what we did. We looked at chair alarms, bed alarms, different assessments, um, fall wheels. We had it all and our patients were still falling. And we looked at this and we, we looked across the nation to see what are other people doing to see if we could figure out what we were missing. And everybody was running into the same glitches around how to improve preventing falls in their organization. I believe at last data that I saw, um, four falls occur for every thousand patient days. That's the average that we're seeing throughout, throughout the nation. And in some areas more, some areas a little lower. My, my impetus was around our neuro population because the cognitive, the musculoskeletal impact that their disease process was having was making them more 
at risk for falls. And so when Polarum came to see me, I thought, wow, this is an opportunity for us to investigate and, and look at to see if this could help us. And so now there's a study that's been published, headlined, Fall Prevention with the Smart Socks System, tongue twister almost, reduces hospital fall rates. Tammy, we, we should say that you don't have a financial interest in the company. That's part of the study that we've seen. Tell us about this and what you found as a principal investigator. Sure. Well, you know, our, our ultimate goal when we started was to look at 2,500 patients that were admitted with a high fall risk um, and to segregate those patients that consented to the study to be part of this. And we used our standard of care as kind of our other side to looking and comparing whether these, whether these socks were going to work. So if patients came into the hospital, we explained, and they met the criteria for uh, the study. We enrolled them, we gave them a pair of socks, and they got no other fall prevention mechanisms in place, i.e. they did not get bed alarms, they did not get chair alarms, they did not get the standard of care. Patients that did not consent to the study received what our standard of care was. And so we looked at historical fall rates. We looked at the comparison between the two. We looked at response times. And we were able to enroll 569 patients. We missed our goal because COVID happened. And we had to convert a couple of our units that were in the study to COVID, COVID units. And so we stopped the study at the time. And we, but we were able to enroll 569 patients through that process the patients that did enroll, the patients that were in the study, the patients that had the socks had zero falls compared to those patients who were not in the study that we still measured our historical rate of falls that, that occurred for those patients. That's remarkable. So tell us, uh, describe for us how this works from a practical point of view. They get the socks and then what? How is the how is the nursing staff alerted, uh, and how do they respond, et cetera? How much sure. how much more quickly can that response be? So, our our patients when they are admitted to the to the floors get an admission fall risk assessment to determine where they're at from a risk standpoint. And this is looking at do they have a history of falls? You know, do they are they on medications that might enhance their ability to fall. Um, just some standard questions that we ask every one of our patients. If they fall into having a higher risk for falls, our staff would then explain uh, the study, work through the consent process, and determine whether the patients would agree to, to being part of the study. If they agree, uh, they are given a pair of socks. There's an iPad that is in the unit. Um, or in the patient room. And then there's a control uh, monitor at our nursing unit clerk desk that also uh, provides alerts. The nurses then at every report time, they hand off uh, a device that will signal when a patient begins to put any type of pressure on the foot in these socks. We had to work through a few renditions of how we were making sure that every staff member received the, um, the badge. 
But once we work through that, um, our patients, the three closest caregivers, if a patient did start putting any pressure on those socks, it would ring to the three closest caregivers in the area where that patient was. And that helped our response rate tremendously. I mean, we, at the end of the study, averaged a 24-second response rate to patients who were putting pressure on their feet with these socks. That, although we didn't have any published results of how we responded to alarms in the past, I can tell you that this was a remarkable improvement from what anecdotally we believed that we were seeing. And I think it, it certainly made a difference in our ability to get to these patients a lot sooner. I think we had 4,999 alarms that went off and we were able to respond on an average of 24 seconds to prevent any falls from happening. So the staff just did an amazing job uh, with their response rate to these, to these socks. That's terrific. Now, uh, assuming there are multiple patients wearing the socks in, in an area, how do you know where to go if an alarm goes off? Is it, is it identifying the room or the patient? Yes. And as soon as that staff member walks in the room, the alarm goes off, it triggers the, the knowledge so that everybody else knows somebody's in that room with the patient. Because we have a lot of false alarms and a lot of alarm fatigue in hospitals. And what I think we heard from the staff that was such a benefit was they knew exactly the patient room, who was involved, and the fact that as soon as somebody walked in that room, they, those alarms turned off. And that was extremely helpful for the staff. Chris, on, on the technical side here, tell us about the, the tech that you're using here. Are these Bluetooth? Socks or, or do they need recharging? How, do, how does this all come together? Well, that's, that's actually a lot of what went into this, right? We wanted to make sure we had a technology that was obviously here a lot, but simple to use, but mostly that fell kind of in line with what hospital staff are doing today. So the socks, one of our real secret sauces is that the socks are actually, the sensors are made out of fabric, right? So the sock is 100% recyclable. After it's been used, it can be washed, do a QA and it can be used to get, right? But the sock itself is connected by Bluetooth to a tablet in the room, as Tammy stated, right? And the tablet in the room kind of acts like the communication hub. So when an alert actually would take place or detects an alert is taking place, it's actually then that the tablet connects Wi-Fi and then sends an alert. Part of the system is we also provide, as Tammy alluded to, a smart badge for the nursing staff. And the reason that's important is we also do a geolocation beacons throughout the, uh, the floor. So when a patient that stand does take a, uh, take a impact, uh, take effect, the system will then alert to the, exactly that room on the smart badge for the nurses. But even better, the system actually identifies the three closest staff members to that room. So one of the things that you find nurses, like I said, uh, one of the big problems is alert fatigue, right? They get too many alerts. So we wanted to make sure that not only is the alert accurate, we wanted to make sure it was highly relevant. If they know that they're one of the three closest, every nurse is going to do what she needs or he needs in order to get to that room and help on that patient safety event, right? So it just allows the staff member that when they see the alert to know, yes, it's, it's not only what room it's in, it alerted me and I am one of the three closest, right? Because it doesn't do any good to alert somebody on the second floor or third floor or anything of that nature. 
and uh, the there's there are sensors in both socks, right? So you're right now for fall prevention, we do have the sensors uh, in one of the feet. It, we actually have some other technologies going to turn on sensors on both feet for some other uh, technology applications we'll investigate later. But again, the exciting part is just what we were able to prove out with uh, Tammy and the staff at Ohio State about the system, hopefully um, really not just working to do a better job around patient safety, but also fit very well into the style and into the protocols of the nursing staff. So that way technology, just to have new technology ends up a lot of times just over in the corner after a while. We're hoping that what we can do is not only have technology that works with the standard protocols, but give confidence to the nursing staff that it is accurate, it is, it is uh, providing the data and provides the value to the team so they'll continue to use it. And the battery life uh, on these? So again, because it uses the socks use low to, uh, low end Bluetooth, right? Low energy Bluetooth. Uh, the socks can last up to three and a half, four days on a patient. I mean, the average stay in a hospital, if you look at the research, is about three and a half, four days. So the sock can last that long. We're not in, insisting. I mean, if, if for some reason the sock gets soiled, we definitely encourage the staff change them out. It's it's about patient comfort, but it will last up to that three and a half, four days if a particular patient if that's appropriate. And the module comes off for washing, et cetera, that kind of thing. They, they the module, we have a special plastic that we, uh, key that removes the module because we don't want patients, obviously, to remove it, right? But yes, it just pops right off. We do a night, we do a cleaning and obviously an inspection, a charging, and a QA. And then we put the, the sock back together paired with the module again um, and then put it back in inventory. What is your guess as to how inexpensively these can be made? Obviously, when you're just starting up, the, the costs are high. Uh, exactly, right? And this will obviously be a volume-driven thing uh, to bring the costs down. But one of the things that we think has made the system successful is the fact that you hear a lot about people saying white glove service. We're trying to actually provide that. So we do not want the staff to become technologists, right? So along with having the system, we actually have someone on site at Ohio State to provide uh, constant support, just to answer questions for the nurses. We're, they're not trying to intervene between the patient and the nurse, but simply to be there in case the nurse has any questions about the technology. But the pricing includes not only the socks and the tablets, the installation, the person on site, but also 24 seven support, because obviously we cannot afford to have the system go down and not have the nursing staff aware of it. So uh, it provides all those features. At the end of the day, the hope is that the staff can count on this on the system and rely on it and feel more comfortable that the system's monitoring their patients 24 seven. How expensive, uh, can you give us a, a, a number? It's really gonna be based on volume. Our, our currently right now, because we're just as a startup to your point, the costs are relatively, I think something we can address down the road. It's approximately $10 per day per patient, but we believe we can attack that cost over time. And Tammy, the costs uh, we know are always a concern when it comes to uh, medical care. What are your thoughts about how worthwhile this can be? I assume one bad fall would cover a lot of the costs <laughs> for, for quite some time. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, you know, I've had to work with our administrative team to, to show them how much a fall cost in comparison to the cost of this equipment. Um, 
certainly we have to be fiscally responsible for our needs, but we have tried a lot of things to prevent falls in our past. And this is probably the first techno thing that uh, our team has tried that we've seen a lot of really positive benefit in. Uh, we are looking to expand and place these socks on several more units in our hospital to advance the clinical. It's not going to be a research study that's done, but just to look at the efficacy across our organization of patients wearing these socks. And so we're excited about the continued uh, learnings that we're going to have. And I think that um, if we can show that this is continuing to be a positive fall prevention uh, opportunity for us, the money will be there to support this. Um, so our organization is committed and we're excited about uh, the partnership that we have. It, it sounds really exciting. Go ahead, Chris. I just gonna say, so when you look at the math as Tammy is alluding to the cost of a fall in, in the US, a lot of the research will show that it can run anywhere from $10,000 to $17,000, $18,000 per fall, right? So if using an ROI calculator, we can work with any particular hospital and, and do the math. Um, if we can reduce their fall rate by 25%, it will actually pay for the system. And we've been obviously with Tammy and, and her team, and we're starting to document the, document the success we're having, which has been significantly higher than that. So at the end of the day, it will be a positive cost savings for the hospital, as well as obviously a nice impact for patient safety going forward. Really interesting. So what's the plan from here, Chris, uh, as far as rolling this out and, and bringing it to not only to more floors uh, in, the, in the hospital there, but uh, other hospitals around the state, around the country? Oh, absolutely. We, we look forward to partnering with other hospitals as well. But uh, we honestly believe that uh, we've really just touched the surface of the possibilities of what this technology can do with, with healthcare. And so we want to continue to work with Tammy and her team to try to start to explore other applications for the product. Um, there's a lot of things that technology can do, but doesn't necessarily mean that they provide enough value. So we want to work with Tammy and her team, truly understand the data that the SOC can start to collect and see if there's uh, ways that we can provide even enhanced value with the technology going forward. Terrific. And there are probably other applications too. I mean, I know, very often hospitals want people to get up and, and out of bed and uh, have you taken your walk today? And this, I guess, could be valuable in, in that scenario. Absolutely, I don't want to say, Tammy knows this better than I do, right? You're 100% right. We actually do want the patients up out of bed. Um, so one of our future applications will be around gate and gate analytics. Um, the same sock that alerts the patient can stand can actually be used uh, to collect data on their mobility activity and be able to provide that to Tammy and her team uh, for more information about the, the patient and their recovery process, maybe even for discharge information as well. But that's all, all stuff that'll be coming soon. And the possible other markets as well, whether it's senior living facilities, et cetera, assisted living, that I suppose this could uh, be valuable in as well. We honestly believe the SOC can go through the entire continuum of care. We felt it was most important to work with Tammy and her team on acute care first, uh, prove out the technology, but then you're 100% right. We, we look forward then to looking at tweaking and, and, and fine-tuning the application for long-term care. And even down the road, it's, it's a completely wireless technology 
Uh, we can even see telehealth uh, in the future, right? So, but we wanted to start first with the folks uh, that know, you know, healthcare best. Terrific. For more information, where's the best place for people to go? Well, for, for Polarm, uh, our website is www.polarm.com. For more information about the study, Cami, I think, would be your best contact. Absolutely. And uh, my email address, Tammy.more at osumc.edu. So would love to hear from folks. Congratulations on the innovation. The company is spelled, for those of you who are listening, P-A-L-A-R-U-M.org is the website. Tammy and Chris, thank you so much for spending time with us. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Details about the technology. And thank you to Tammy again for her and her team. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.